live. This is our second episode of All of the Above. So we appreciate the support um, for our first episode. Like us, subscribe. We're on all streaming platforms. So we really appreciate all the support so far. Indeed, yes, indeed. What you got for me today? What's going on with you? How you been? Well, I've been good. Just chilling, man. Just, you know, one day at a time. Trying to survive this pandemic and right and the what the civil unrest is about to happen with the election. So right, you know something about to happen. I hope y'all strapped up. Uh, for real. For real. <laughs> it's about to go crazy. But yeah. you see, I got my Washington Nationals hat on all right today. Just just for the you know the World Series and all that that happened, you know what I'm saying? Just showing, you know, we did win that thing last year despite the cheating. So we yep. out here. <laughs> all right, so we want to get started. So of course even though it's the off season, the NBA is like a 24-7 news cycle. It's always something going on in in the season, out of the season. So today, like Daryl Morey, uh, who was in Houston, he was the GM. Wasn't he the GM in Houston? Yeah. Is the vice president of basketball operations in Philadelphia now, which basically is essentially the same job. Um, so what what'd you think about that? First of all, I want to give a shout out to my man Elton Elton Brand. I think he's the GM there now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't like it for that reason because it's stepping on you know a guy's toes, kind of. But it just, I mean, it don't kind of make sense because to me, he was stuck in the analytical ways, and that's one of the reasons Houston didn't really succeed. I mean, they got rid of the big man. They ran a system for Daytona. And it did ultimately work, you know. So, uh, I mean, I think they it's just going to be the same thing. They're going to have to do the same thing. So, I think they're just going to surround Ben Simmons with shooters. And, you know, Joel Embiid is going to be – I mean, he's a, he's a big man that can go inside and out. But he's going to be even more limited than he was before, I think. And I think they're going to do the same type of thing they did before in Houston. So, I mean, we'll see if it works. Right. I honestly think, uh, shout out to my, my OG Yoda, Rashad Phillips. I think that Ben Simmons is going to get traded. I just think he won't fit well. Honestly, neither one of them fit together. So somebody got to go. And I think with Ben, it's just so easy to nitpick. He's probably the most expendable, even though Embiid is never healthy or in shape. Somebody made a good point, too, though, that in a D'Antoni system, if they are going to run that, that small ball system, Joel and B don't fit that system, right? You know, he really don't fit because he's he's a big man. He's not the fastest big man either. Right. I mean, he shoots threes, but he's not a great shooter. Uh, ben Simmons not a great shooter either. But you can you can run the offense that they ran around Ben Simmons a little better. Just that you know he won't be shooting all those threes. Just got to surround him with with shooters. But uh, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. With the with, with the talent they have around them now and the, and the move they're gonna make, it's, it's gonna be interesting. Right, and I think the biggest thing is like Doc Rivers. Like with him, like he typically has a team with big guys. Wait, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Doc Rivers is in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh no, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take away everything I said. I'm sitting here thinking that Tony's in Philadelphia. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh no, nah. nah. I'm nah. thinking they're gonna play small ball. Nah, they they good. They can keep both of them. Both of them. Yeah. So they just gotta have three shooters around them. They gotta have shooters around them. That's it. You can't you can't be out there with one guy who don't shoot threes and spread the court, and then they're backing off him. They're playing pick and roll, just basically switching or going under Ben Simmons. And nobody's helping. They stick it to everybody. At least if Ben Simmons is penetrating and your man's help off, you got somebody to pass the ball to. You know, I mean, Ben Simmons really is only uh, effective in transition right now because right. that's where you can't really set your defense. But I think they they also don't didn't do a good job of putting him in a position to score. You got to put him in the mid post. You got to post him up. You got to use right. his advantages that he exactly. has on those guards. And I don't yeah. think people do that enough. They just put him up at the top of the key or pick and rolls and stuff like that. Put him yeah. in positions where he's more effective, that he can shoot a mid-range, that he can get to the middle of the floor and make a, a flow of those shots that he makes. So I think I think Doc Rivers will do a good job of getting him 
Yeah, and it's like with Ben, like it, just because he can pass, that necessarily don't always make you a point guard. Like right. you could be a point forward like Draymond. Draymond is a point forward, but Ben is like Draymond on like steroids. Yeah, I think I think the thing he should he should take advantage of his transition opportunities. When he gets the rebounds, he should go he can guard those guards. And when he's guarding the guard, it allows him to go rebound because the guards ain't rebounding. So that allows him to get the ball off the glass mm -hmm. and push it and do the things he does best. On the other end, you can have a, a shooting point guard, right? That maybe a Chris Paul or somebody like that, where he's in the mid post. He's got he's six eight, six nine. Mm -hmm. He's getting the ball in the mid post and he's going to work. You know what I'm saying? He can use his passing abilities, get to where he needs to get to, get to the mid range and, and work. So I think I think a good point guard would be good for them. Yeah, and it's funny like they, they like in the past like they had great pieces around them. They had like the shooting with JJ Redick and like. Mm -hmm. Ilya Sova, Bellinelli, and they had a guy like Trey Burke, who they didn't even use. Mm -hmm. They went with Raul Neto. So now it's like they could use them guys on the team now. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, who goes there in the offseason or, you know, who's traded there. It's going to be a wild offseason. Given, just given the, the time of year it's going to be. So we always used to summer. It's going to be you a, a winter, a fall, winter offseason. You got the Nets going to be better. Your Celtics is good. You know, Miami, Toronto always going to be good. The Bucks going to see what they do with Giannis and all that kind of stuff. So the East going to be coming up, you know. Yeah. We'll see. I think, in, I think in the East, I'm going to go with Brooklyn just because of the, you know. I can't just field. throw that out there. I mean, you know, I'm a big, you know, KD, C. Pleasant. We from the same hood. But yeah. I can't just – I got to see it first because you never know how chemistry works. You never True. know how – Adding pieces don't mess up the other young guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. saw what happened with Kyrie when he went to Boston. Those other guys wasn't able to flourish as much as they did the year mm -hmm. before. So we don't know if adding can lead to subtraction. Right. You know what I'm saying? That happens sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But they got a lot of good young pieces. They get a, some solid big big man play. I mean, I like Allen. I like Allen and I like DeAndre. I don't know if he's coming back, but I like their – the bigs, they, if they can play us, step it up a little bit, they got a chance. Cause I think Allen can be like a Jarrell McGee type guy. Right. You know, energy guy, block shots. He just does stuff like that, hold it down in that, in that area. They get another uh, a four man who can spread the floor and shoot the ball. Man, they, they can be a problem. I think the biggest thing is like if they go, what, Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, like that third. The third guy. I don't, know, I don't know what's up with Dinwiddie. I don't know if he playing. I don't know if he if he trying to get traded. I mean, I, I follow him on Twitter, so yeah. he's a lot, he talks a lot about different stuff. I mean, he's on another wave far as yeah. you know, got other things going on. So I don't right. know if he's gonna be there. Um, right. But that's a, he's a he's a good piece, a great piece to have. Mm -hmm. Very a great piece. I think you should. That's a guy you can bring off the bench and just say, "Hey, it's your show now." You know what I'm saying? Then when the fourth quarter come. You got another guy, you know, you can plug in there at the two, you know, with, with KD and, and Kyrie and be a problem. So, I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of uh, good pieces. Yeah. And just like Kyrie, he said on the Etcetera's podcast with uh, Vance and KD, basically saying, like, they don't need Steve Nash to coach coach. I kind of understood what he was saying. He was saying, like, read between the lines. He was basically saying they don't need, like, a Bobby Knight type or uh, – a hard coach like a pop, but I think they might need more structure than what they think. Even though well, KD and Kai are great, but it's just, I think they need more structure. There's no those type of coaches don't exist in the NBA anyway. Mm, okay, to be honest with you, most NBA coaches are guys who the best NBA coaches are guys who manage their players in a way that the players respect them and they're gonna listen to their direction and they're good at that holding players accountable, doing stuff like right. that's what makes Pops so great because he holds everybody accountable to the same standard and you have nothing to do but respect him. When I got there, I was there, and I, the thing I respected him the most when I got to the Spurs was he yelled at Tim Duncan the same way he yelled at me. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of coaches don't do that, though. Oh, yeah, I bet. So, so <laughs> you got, I've been on teams where uh, they won't yell at the superstar. Mm -hmm. They won't say nothing to the superstar. They just be like, okay, you know, but they'll yell at the 15th man for the same thing. Mm -hmm. They want to use that as an example. But it don't work like that. The, right. the players don't, you know, it's a player's league. Coach before they get rid of a superstar player. So right. you have to have a guy that people respect and that people, uh, 
you know, really gonna listen to and, and believe in what they're doing. Cause once you lose that belief and they're like, ah, this motherfucker don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> once you lose that, yeah. Once you get that to that level, then you lost everything. You know what I'm saying? And I think um I think at the beginning at least, uh Steve Nash is gonna be good for that because you got a two time MVP. People gonna listen to him, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and also gotta have somebody you can talk to too, like, you know, because I think I said it before on the last podcast, that the head coach is not the guy you talk to mm-hmm. every day. It's the assistants that you talk to. But if you got a head coach you can go in the office and really talk to, that's big. Right. And I think what like a Mark Stoudemire is on the I don't know his exact role as an assistant, but he could be one of those guys that just the players can talk to just because he's been there before and they can see him as an example. No doubt. That's I mean that's I mean I think that's the the purpose of the hire. You know, right. you got a guy who's still who's really still playing. Yeah, he's yeah. playing this year. He's playing in Macaulay right. Tel Aviv this year, which is right. a big time program in Europe. He's still yeah. playing at a high level, playing the big three. He still can do. It. He can really go out there and play, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But it's a guy that understands who's been there before at a high level, playing at a high level, still playing at a high level, and you can sit there and talk to him about things, not just basketball stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? Who's played in New York also? So yeah. he, can, he can really sit there and talk to you about all the other things outside of basketball along with the basketball stuff, how to handle things, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you got some young guys, he can, he can help them too. A guy mm-hmm. like that, he can help him right. with certain stuff. Um, so I think that was uh, that was the purpose of that hire, you know, so that was a good, good pickup. Yeah, like you said, the East is going to be wide open. I'm still rolling with BK, even blindly, but <laughs> you just basically just saying, you know, you know, you just you blind exactly. You just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm yeah, blindly. I'm just like you, if I have... blind, you talk you you been the blind six right now. <laughs> I am, I am. <laughs> you been the uh, this a blind ten. Yes, yeah, I'm both given like their that like their health history, Katie and Kyrie, and <laughs> even their roster, like New coach, you just and in New York, I'm pushing all my poker chips on a, a new New York a, a franchise that never really win. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on right there, man. Yeah, it ain't easy playing New York. It's not oh. easy. Not they, the Knicks, they ain't the Knicks. They ain't the Knicks. The Knicks is hard to play, but it's not easy to play for BK. It's not easy to play in New York with all the media and all that stuff. It's not easy. They're gonna be on first take, uh, all that stuff every day. They're going to be on it every day. Oh, they're going to be a topic every day. So it ain't the, ain't the easiest thing. And that's been that's been tough for Kyrie. Not, I won't say tough, but it's just been something that can't ignore. Like the, his relationship with the media and KD's. So it, both it could. Of them, both of them are, uh, I want to say, I don't know Kyrie that well. I mean, but from looking at it, the outside looking at it, it looked like a guy who just wants to play basketball. He just wants to play basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's how I know how KD is. KD yeah. just want to hoop. That's all he right. want to do. He just want to hoop. And it gets to a point where you got the media on you every day. Like, when you're playing with LeBron, you're going to have the media. It's going to be media every day. It's always going to be a talk. It's always going to be – and I think both of those dudes are the guys who just want to hoop, who can, who could, would rather just – there be no media. You know what I'm saying? But right. when you get to that level, you can't – it's nothing you can do. And it's the good and the bad with being a superstar. I mean, you got your own sneaker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're gonna come, it's gonna come with questions, it's gonna come with criticisms every day. Everybody gonna be in your ass every day. And that's the part of playing in New York that's tough. Like yeah. every day it's an article about something by somebody about yeah. you. And it don't even matter if it's right or wrong, it's just gonna be about you. <laughs> so, so me, I, I'm so like my I'm putting on my perfect tips on them basically because I don't think they they're not a team that's like built for the next five years. I think they got like a two to three year window. That's how the other next teams was. Remember that Paul Pierce, KG, Joe Johnson and them? That's how they was built. True. True. People don't talk people do not talk about them trying to team up. They like Euro step that like they didn't try to build a juggernaut and fail miserably. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. They had they had like a five the five they had J Kid. They had no, nah, oh, they had J Kid. That kid was a coach. Oh, the coach, yeah, the coach. Yeah, yeah so yeah. So J Kid, Jason Terry, uh, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, KG. And then uh D D Will came what? 
I don't know. Was was uh, Gerald Wallace on that team too, or was it the year before? I think the year before. I think. Okay. okay. Brooke Lopez. I think was Brooklyn Robin. No, Brooke. Yeah, yeah. I think Brooke might be on that. Yeah, yeah. Lopez. I mean, they had a squad, but that's just that's what I'm saying. Like those are names. So like, if you got Paul Pierce, you know you need Joe Johnson for. Yeah, I know. True. You see, they play, they do the same thing. You get Paul Pierce, you take it away from what Joe Johnson do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you gotta. Sometimes it's it's not good to just splash names and put names together. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's not always the best move. Now you got me thinking. Now <laughs> yeah, yeah. think about it. I, I, hey, if it was one team I hope won, is is Brooklyn. I would love to see. I would love to see Katie get another chip. You know what I'm saying? Another place and and wash all that foolishness from Golden State and all that talk. I would love to see that because I'm 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 Team KD all day. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. would I would love that. Yeah, I mess with KD. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm with Brian, but I mess with KD tough. I think his he's just so over scrutinized like the littlest thing. He can't do nothing right. Like he went to Golden State. It's kind of like he went to college for a couple of years, learn learn the game, learn to become a champion. And he taking that and going to Brooklyn and going to try to impl implement what he learned there. But I don't think he get enough credit for those rings. Like it's not like a a cheap champion ring or an asterisk with those rings. He won the damn championship, two of them, two finals. Oh, he was by far the best player on the court when they was playing. It's like not like you making that face. He was by far the best player on the court. He was making all the plays. He was doing everything yeah, out there. He was the one who won the MVPs. You feel me? So it's like. The year before they were they they couldn't win. So you added the piece like to win it. And he's the he's the factor. So like I don't understand. I mean I understand the hate. And I understand, I mean, not the hate, but the, the, the school people scrutinizing it. But at the end of the day, you still gotta make the shots. It's not yeah. just given to you. You mm -hmm. still gotta get the bucket, you still gotta get the block shots. It's not given to you just because you went there. It's not like right. you automatically when you still gotta do what you gotta do. And he did it, and that's the one. That's the thing about like, like that's why I, I um I, lately I've been thinking about this LeBron MJ debate, like, and I'm lean. I'm, I'm still with MJ, but I'm leaning. I'm, I'm giving more points to LeBron as it goes on because I was just watching his high school him play the game he played against Trevor Reza, and he had that 52. Oh, yeah, 52. You know and I'm just looking at like, dog. This man has been in the spotlight and put on in pressure for his like whole life, and he just live up to it. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, bro. Like, like it's crazy. That man is supposed to be like 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 a Felipe Lopez. Yeah, Shake Felipe Cotton. Lopez is supposed to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Felipe Lopez played in the league. He had a good, yeah. good solid career. Like nothing wrong right. with what he did. He's definitely not a bust. To me, if you make the league, you ain't a bust. You did what you're supposed to do. But this guy has lived up to the hype and beyond like 11 times over, bro. Like, it's crazy. And he's still doing it. So, for the, to me, that's like, that makes me be like, geez. Because Jordan had a different story, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know? And, right. and it's hard to understand it because we didn't live through it because we're not old enough to live through the college MJ days. Right, right, right. see him in college to understand. But, like, like I lived in LeBron like era. I was in Ohio when he was coming out, so it was yeah. like, I seen it at ABCB camp. Yeah, you know what I'm saying with the with the bro. He had a he had a cast on when I was doing um when I was doing uh I was working the camp. He had a cast on. He wasn't participating. I was just like, oh that okay, okay. He had the Eric Dickerson jersey. I never had the Eric Dickerson jersey. He was just chilling out. Like, okay, he supposed to be the guy. It's a big ass dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he lived up to the hype. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah, like being in Ohio, like, you know, we would see him. I think I started seeing Brown when I was around eighth, seventh, eighth grade. He played for Neo Shooting Stars right. at AU. I wasn't like a top guy or nothing, but, you know, we might have been, I might have been like in the, the small, small, small gym. Right. <laughs> in the big dog gym. Right. Like, uh, I'll tell you a quick little story. Like, he changed my life with basketball because in like 10th grade, so that was his junior year. So, my team, we was in the same bracket to go to the, mm -hmm. and we were in the final four and I forgot who they played. So we had it in our mind, like, bro, we about to beat Roger Bacon, play St. V in the state. <laughs> Bad idea. So 
we go to scout them, not even thinking about our team. We got to play. I'll get to that later. But I see this dude in warm-ups. I'm like, no, no, that ain't real. Like, playing around. He, like, elbow high on layups, just throwing it in there. He ain't missing the shot. I'm thinking, like, damn, I thought I was okay in basketball. I ain't said I would have went to college, but damn, I thought I was all right. Let me hit these books. <laughs> so I was just like, then I saw him, then like, whoa, like this dude, six, then he was like six, six, about 220. We used to call it uh, the little white patches mm-hmm. where he covered the tattoos for going to Catholic school. We used to call him steroid patches because every time we saw him, he looked bigger. So I was just right. like, bro, what is dude on? So long story short, we got smacked, set a state record for like the worst loss in state history. It probably still stand. <laughs> got whooped. And then they end up losing to Roger Bacon, but he went off, went crazy. I'm thinking he had like 32, had a couple posters. And I was just like, yeah, dude, for real. So like right. there, it was just like, just to see him now from then, it's it's crazy to see. It's just like a, it's like the ultimate like movie story. It don't even seem real. It's crazy because like being at, being at a high level, uh, like high school player and then seeing like, seeing dudes that were like ranked like number one, seeing these guys that were like the best players supposed to be all world. And then that comparing the careers, most of the guys that were like, they ended up being like great, great, like you got the Kobe's and all those type of guys, but most of them guys didn't never pan out, you know what I'm saying? To be what the people wanted them to be, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you got your guys that fell through the cracks that was probably like top 10, like, you know, but they wasn't, Supposed to be like that. I mean, I seen it. You know, so I seen yeah. a bunch of dudes, man. Yeah. I seen like, you know, my big bro, Demar Johnson, man. He was, I mean, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to come out of out of, uh, out of high school as a junior. Yeah, That's how bro, cold man. he was. And I used to watch him every day. Like, this dude is the truth. Like, he was KD before KD. Right. And honestly, if he even though he went to college, he had a mm-hmm. good year in college. He was six pick in the draft. He didn't have the hype. He had the hype. But he didn't have the hype LeBron had, mm-hmm. and honestly, he it was he was on his way. He was on his way to be a uh, all star and all that. Honestly, yeah. but he got the cars and it changed his changed his trajectory. He still had a good career, but like I, those are the type of dudes I seen. Like I seen uh, Tracy McGrady in high school. I seen he wasn't even ranked like that in high school. Like mm. like like that like LeBron. Mm-hmm. I seen these dudes, but nobody had the hype he had except for like the Felipe Lopez. You know what I'm saying? D. Wagner, Dewan Wagner. Yeah. He was crazy in high school. He was in yeah. my class. He's crazy. My class was crazy. <laughs> my, class, I, my class was pretty good. My class was pretty, pretty good. See, our class was. My 2000 was, was all right. I mean, the, the actual high school class was crazy, like to be in high school. As far as what we did down the road, it wasn't it wasn't that crazy. Cause you got like guys like Eddie Curry, who was like like ridiculous in high school, cause he's mm-hmm. seven feet, three hundred pounds in high school. Tyson right. Chandler, you, like you look at Tyson Chandler, his career, like Tyson Chandler, always he's still in the league, and he's yeah. always been a guy who's serviceable, who gets the job done as a big man. But in high school, he was on twenty twenty, he was on all that those shows. He was yeah. ridiculous in high school. Right. He used to block shots with his elbow, whole body. <laughs> I mean, he was crazy. You know what I'm saying? We had uh, uh, Dejana Jop, who came out of high school. Oh, uh, yeah. Oak Hill, right? Dejana Jop. Yeah, he went to Oak Hill. He played with, got drafted by Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Kwame Brown. And that's a that's a whole other story in itself. Kwame went, you know, he was the first pick in the draft. He was in my class. But right. I mean, he was in my recruiting class of Florida. Yeah. He, but, you know, they to me, they ruined Kwame Brown. To me, they ruined his career because he – you should have seen him in high school, bro. He was like, he was like KG, bro. I believe like he would go. He would go to tournaments and he would average like he'll get MVP the tournament. He average like fourteen points, but he get MVP because he averaged a triple double. He have fourteen points, fifteen rebounds, twelve assists. He was like that. He would get the rebound, push it, dime. Like, that's how he played. And then when he got to the league, they was like, "You seven feet, you're a big man, straight big man." Like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I mean he wasn't used to that. He wasn't that's not what he was, that's not what he was. But he still had a good career too. He played uh, double digit years. He had a great year in um in Charlotte one year. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, David Lee had a good mm-hmm. career. You know what I'm saying? I think Danny Granger was in our, in our he wasn't a McDonald's, but he was in our class. Mm-hmm. I think Danny Granger was in our class. We had a lot of we had a lot of good dudes. Uh Josh Childress, 
we had a lot of good dudes in our class, you know what I'm saying? But we wasn't like there's some classes out there that's that's crazy. Yeah, but I, I like some I don't know who said it on Twitter, but they'll say if you made it to the league, you are not a bust. I don't care where I you've been. Bruh. It's, people don't it's hard as hell to make it to the league. What? It's like what, three hundred jobs. <laughs> It's four fifty. Four fifty. Four fifty job with people, new people coming in every year, and now even crazier, all overseas dudes coming in. Yeah. And it, and and what's crazy is now that I have my son, now my son's in high school and he's playing uh, basketball, and I just kind of I go to the gyms and watch. It's a bill. It's billions of people that play basketball. Everybody plays basketball, and four hundred fifty people can make it to the NBA each year. It's crazy, man. Like. Just to be, but it's so many circumstances that can derail you. Because I've seen some unbelievable players that right. never made it even to college mm-hmm. or to the not let alone the NBA. Some players that was in college that was unbelievable that took the made one wrong decision. And I ain't talking about crime, or I'm talking about leaving early, or, or picking the wrong agent, or going to a wrong team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that can happen. You oh, yeah, in the wrong yeah. situation, you'd be done. You yeah, that's what. Cause some like some kids is better suited for the pros. Like I think if Brian, he he couldn't have functioned really. I mean, he would have been great in college, but I don't think he'd have been. I think elite. Been, you think I so? Think he'd have been elite. I think he'd have been because because the the speed, the speed he played was he played he was faster. He just was so much more athletic, mm-hmm. and he had his 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 basketball IQ is high. Right. It's a high basketball IQ, so he would have been able to adjust to anything that was going on. But that situation, getting in the right situation is just as key as anything else, man, when it comes to playing the NBA. I was uh, I met with my former uh, AAU coach, uh, Curtis Malone. And, you know, if you know about Curtis, uh, yeah. he was one of the biggest AAU, we had the biggest AAU program, DC Assault. Then mm-hmm. he got in trouble, uh, went to jail for, I think he did a nice little bit. He just got out. Mm-hmm. So he gets out of jail. I finally get to I go to DC, get to catch up with him. Me and my man David Hawkins go eat with him. He's looking at me like, man, you know what? Um, you know what I'm thinking about when you messed up? I was like, nah, well, I went to Florida. He was like, nah, when we had that deal for you to go to the NBA. So I I could have went out the, I could have went to the NBA straight out of high school. You know, I had some deals in place to guarantee me. And I was I, I remember that meeting. I remember that meeting in Chicago. <laughs> and I was like, looked at my dad like, I'm 130 pounds, but I am not ready to go to the NBA. But you never know what things could have been. Yeah. Maybe I made the right decision. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. But you know, it's all about the situation. And, you know, you never know what somebody could turn out to be if they're in the wrong situation, man. Like Danny Granger, for instance, man. He was like in the perfect situation at the right time. This man, when I got drafted for Indiana, we had Steven Jackson, we had uh, Jamal Tinsley, uh, Marquise Daniels, uh, Al Harrington. These are, these are just That's these crazy. The, had a bunch of goons on our team. And Danny was Danny was, his, was his second year, you know what I'm saying? I'm coming in. We He went to summer league with us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's not a main guy, you know what I'm saying? He's a, He plays, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's, on the, he's in the rotation, but he's not a main guy. Mm-hmm. Situation happened with you know stack jacking on them guys in a shootout in Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> roster. Them guys went to Golden State. It cleared the whole roster. Guess what? Guess who the ball? Guess who getting yeah. the rock now? Yeah, he the man now. <laughs> I'm the guy. Danny, Danny Granger, the man. Danny Granger took full advantage. And guess what? Man, man had all star years. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They put the rock in his hand. He was able to get busy. You know what I'm saying? And made. Big bread, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like it's it's about situation, man. The PJ Tucker, Damari uh, Carroll, it's a bunch of guys that are good players just fall in the right situation at the right time and they take advantage of it, man. So mm-hmm. other guys that get in the wrong situation be asked out. Speaking speaking on your situation, I always thought you were like your game was ahead of its time. Cause you was you was defending four positions in college, yeah, yeah. Hitting threes, guard. I mean, guard one through four. Like now, that's like a hundred million dollar player. Like the league, and that's that all was, the league is. And that was the plan when I'm going in the league. You know what I'm saying? That that, that you like okay, 
I'm gonna be it. Well, they call it a three and D dude, you know. They call it a three D dude, and that was the the the, the plan. But, but like I said, if you get in the wrong situation, right, you asked out. So if I go to the, if I go to the Spurs and I'm a rookie and, and Pop calls you and tells you, hey, you're not gonna play your first year. Don't even worry about that. And you on a you know championship team. You got Ginobili, yeah. uh, Bruce Bowen, this dude, this dude, and you don't get no no reps. You're going to be like, damn. And then you go to the next – you're in Houston, you're in another mob. And the guys in front of you, Shane Battier, Ron Artest, Tracy McGrady's there, he ain't playing. Those two dudes, you ain't getting no reps. It yeah. don't matter. Right. New York, almost the same thing. Mellow in front of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never got to get busy, like, you know what I'm saying, get really mm -hmm. get in the mix like that. But – you know what I'm saying? Everything happens for a reason. You know, I got to, you know, do my thing in another way. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I go. That's It's, it's all about the situation you're in. You got to make yeah. the most of it. That's true. So, staying in the NBA, we yeah. talked about, you know, more than we expected, but I want to bring up um, Shaquille O'Neal and Dwight Howard, man. That's <laughs> like the weirdest beef. I don't know. Like, Shaq got to let the hurt go. I don't know what Dwight did. I think it's more than a Superman thing. But, but what, you, what you think it is? Let's talk about what you think it is. I think Dwight must say what you think. Just go say keep it one hundred. I think Dwight know how Shaq is. I don't know Shaq, but the stories of him being the top five triggers in the world. I think Dwight must have messed with one of his chicks or somebody. Like, bro, so like tender. Everything. Dwight can't do nothing right. Like he can't do nothing. Like. For Shaq to appreciate him, like he talking about him, he won a ring. He didn't say, "Yeah, I'm the Finals MVP." Man was just happy he won the championship. He'd been through a lot the last few years, so just give him some peace, man. Just ease up a little bit, Shaq. God damn, I, I, I can't. I can't say it's one of his chicks, but <laughs> no one's listen. I'm, you know, I'm not a superstar mm -hmm. in the league. I, I played three, four years, and I wasn't a superstar. A lot of people, everybody don't know me, but every time I see Shaq, mm -hmm. and most of the time it's in Houston because he, he's down here a lot, he showed me big love like I was an all-star with him. Like, what's up, man? What's going on, Fly? How you doing? Like, I know him. So it's like he gives it up like that. He's a yeah. guy who, you know, he, he's a good dude. Like, he's a yeah. good person. So the thing with Dwight, man, seems like it's something deeper. Like, it's, like I don't know what Dwight I think part of it is the Superman thing when he came out, and you gotta understand that Dwight was the guy back in the day. Like he was, the, he was the center, and he was compared to Shaq. So yeah. when you when you got that comparison going on, and then Dwight never like really faded it out. He ran with it, you know what I'm saying, with the Superman stuff and all that. Maybe he took, he really took that to the heart, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you only as good as the people you're compared to and your legacy. So it's like. This is the we not in the same breath. That's right, how he right. might feel. He might feel like that. You know what I'm saying? And if you win a championship, mm -hmm. now you even coming closer to comparing me and him. Mm. But now he's like, nah. Okay. Because when I won my championship, I averaged 40. You think it's the same. You feel okay. maybe that's how you feel. I think that's how you feel. I don't wanna, I don't think I don't wanna equate it to him being that petty about a woman or nothing like that. I think that's just how it is. Because when he went, when he brings his name up, when Shaq has his name brought up, it's with the greats, Kareem's and the, and the Elijah Wands and the, and the Bill Russell's. He wants to be in that category. He doesn't feel like he belongs in that same category. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's always something. But, you know, you got – I can see that too. Because, you know, especially Shaq is a Laker great, so – he might look. He might look at the white. See, that's another right. comparison, though. Yeah, that's another comparison. Now, he, yeah, his, right. his one championship is with the Lakers. Now, when he go in the, in the Hall of Fame, because Dwight, I was going in the Hall of Fame. First ballot to me. He gonna have a he gonna have a Lakers jersey on. You know what's crazy? I had I have uh, I gained a lot of respect for Dwight Howard just in the last week when I was home. You know, two years ago, I had a herniated disc in my back, and that joint really messes me up. Messed me up. It, it's, a, it's a nerve in your leg that this you can't even walk. Like it's messed up. But my dad had a real bad, real bad. He had to have a metal rods put in his back. Mm. He had 
some, he was like, man, it was, it was terrible. He had to have real surgery. He told me Dwight Howard had the same surgery he had. And the doctors told my dad he wasn't able to do nothing for a year. The, the, the stuff wasn't even fused in his, in his spine correctly for a whole year and a half. So he was like, I don't, he's like, when he, I found out he had that surgery, he's like, oh, well, he's done. He's done. He's never, he'll never play. He'll never be Dwight Howard again. And then he's like, he played like eight months later. He was like, that's when the Wizards got him and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, I'm amazed that he's even playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I have a new respect for, you know, Dwight Howard, that he's out there doing the stuff he's doing still today. So, man, shout out to Dwight Howard. Yeah, but like like you said, Hall of Famer, certified. He's been a Hall of Famer in my eyes. A lot of people, they look they look at the silly stuff, but, like, when you break it down, like, this dude had a hell of a run. He was elite at damn near everything he did. Maybe not offensively, but peak Dwight Howard is tough. Out of high school. Yeah. Dude, out of high school. Like, another dude living up to expectations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not at the level LeBron did, but right. he was multiple multiple All-Stars, multiple defensive player of the year, rebounding championships. Like, did what a big man is supposed to do his whole career, man, like, right. until the injuries. You know what I'm saying? Didn't able to come back and then still be serviceable in in whatever role he was, he was given. You know what I'm saying? So, He's 100%. Uh, I don't know about first ballot, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Because, I mean, C. Webb ain't a, ain't, was a first ballot, was he? True. And he's still waiting to get in, which is crazy to me. Because Vladi, Vladi in. How's <laughs> Vladi in, but not C. Webb? Vladi's in not because of NBA. Inter- I mean, I, yeah, international, too. You got to understand the scope of the, the Yugoslavian whole thing. That You got to really, you wouldn't really understand unless you went over there. And you seen like the like how big basketball basketball really is like the number one sport over there. And it's like right. serious. And he's one of the dudes that paved the way in that True. era. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that come from there. Like some of the best, the best European basketball players come from there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he's like a god over there. So that's he didn't get it from. Him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's more like I see. He should be in. I mean it's hard to it's hard to put dudes in there. You know what I'm saying? Every year, because it's always somebody great left names off. in there. Yeah. Somebody gonna be left off. Same thing with the like. I was looking at the boxing hall of fame. There's some dudes. Somebody gonna be left off. There's some crazy names, but somebody gotta go. Um, speaking of championships and accolades, some Pat Riley called the um <laughs> the Lakers championship said it had an asterisk to it, but I just think that's him being petty due to him him and his relationship with Bron. I think that's just him being a hater, lack of a better word. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that's how you really feel. Because he kind of ain't wrong. And it shouldn't have an asterisk by it. Because honestly, that's part, that's why bad, that's why winning a championship is so hard. Yeah. Cause because injuries and all this stuff, it comes with the territory. That's why it's so hard. You never know what's gonna happen. 2007, San Antonio Spurs don't win a championship. If Robert Ory doesn't hit Steve Nash in the nose, we don't win a championship because after he hit him in the nose, Amari Stoudemire and I think Roger Bell come off the bench. They come off the bench. They get suspended for the next game. We win that game and we win the next game. Go on. We couldn't beat them. They was they was they was handling us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why you ne- that's why it's so, you never know what's going to happen yeah. in, in the playoffs. That's why it's so difficult. If Anthony Davis would have really turned his ankle in the finals, that would have been a different story. Yeah, right. That's a, that's a different ball game now. You know what I'm right. saying? You never know. So you can't put an asterisk by it, but I do agree with him. It might have been a little – it might have been different outcome or a little harder yeah. if you had a healthy BAM and a healthy drivers, for sure. Yeah. And, but no, Joe, band, they played better without BAM. Jimmy Cook – I mean – Kelly Olynyk is nowhere near as good as Bam, but Jimmy had more spacing. It's about it's about situations. If yeah. you got if you got AD sitting in the paint blocking shots, sitting in there with Bam, it it it, it clogs everything up for Jimmy. Right. But you got Kelly Olynyk out there, he can't be out there. He can't leave Kelly Olynyk out there. No, couldn't even, they couldn't even leave Miles Leonard out there. Nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that lane is wide open for him yeah. to make plays. You know what I'm saying? But when AD is right there, he's causing 
problems every time. I mean, they played, it was more fluid on offense for sure. Bam brings you a, a, a great defender, great rebounder, and, and he can, you know, do some things on offense. But offensively, it was better with Kelly Olenek and uh, maybe not now, but Kelly Olenek for sure on the court. Yeah, I think Kendrick Nunn was all right. I think Kendrick Nunn was trying to get paid. So he was just – he was out there getting buckets. But he really wasn't what Drogic would have been. Because Drogic, he's just – he like baby mono to me. So he was his, 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 his basketball IQ is what separates him. It's the same thing as, like, having a Rondo on the court. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Maybe his numbers ain't going to be the greatest, but he's going to put the pick people in the right position. He's going right. to run the pick roll. He allows Jimmy Butler to get off the ball less. He can cut. He can do – Jimmy Butler can do his thing. What he does best is play off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Do do things off the ball like rebound, cut, you know what I'm saying, catch the ball and, and drive off the off the catch, stuff like that. Jimmy Butler's not the best with the ball. He's the best without the ball. You know what I'm saying? So having Draghi as a guy who can run the pick and roll – and make plays off the pick and roll with the ball in his hands allows you to do a lot more stuff. Same thing with Rondo, man. They were the best when Rondo was on the court and LeBron was off the ball. Yes, yes, I agree. For sure. <laughs> I agree. All right, so enough for the NBA. Um, shout out to the NBA. We're going to go into the NFL. I'm a 49ers fan. I can't really talk about nobody's teams, but prayers out to Cowboy Nation. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I don't know what the hell is going on with trash, bro. Like trash. I don't get it. What's that? I've been saying this for for years now. Where, where is the where is all the talent that they claim that they had every year? Like I'll be watching Skip and Shannon and it's about football focus and how football focus has them as the second most talented team. <laughs> where? Mm-hmm. I like Dak. Dak is a good quarterback. Yeah. He's good. He's not the most elite quarterback. Right. Dick is good. He's a good, he's a good running back. Mm -hmm. You have no offensive line. You no. your best offensive line ret lineman retired. You got two other dudes that's hurt. Yeah. Now you have no offensive line at all. Okay. Amari Cooper's a good receiver. Gallup is a solid receiver. You know, solid second guy. He's okay. You know what I'm saying? CD Lane. You don't know what season. This is before the season we're talking about. We don't know what season right. Lamb is going to be. He's good. But we don't know yeah. before the season. We don't know what he is before the season, right? That's right. your offense. That is your offense. Two, uh, not one, maybe Zeke is an elite player. Cooper is elite at times. Maybe two elite players. Defense, you have no elite players. No. <laughs> no. Your linebacker core is not very good. Uh, Jalen Smith, he's good. He's good open space. He's fast, but he gets lost in the, in the sauce a lot. He's not a good cover cover uh, linebacker. He gets beat a lot. And then you pay DeMarcus Lawrence crazy bread. He's not producing. You bring all these other dudes in, these uh, Griffin and Poe, they're not producing. Dude, they're there for a reason. They get let go for a reason. So where's all the talent at? The, the, I think they're over. they were always overrated. They always have been overrated. They keep saying they're the most talented team. I don't see it. Right. That's all I'm saying. I don't see the talent. Like, I don't see all the crazy talent. So I'm not surprised that – then they got injuries. So now I'm not surprised that what's happening at all. So, um, Mike, is it Mike Nolan, the D coordinator, that's the one to put the hot sauce in his eye? <laughs> Come on, man. We out here losing and you eating wings off so recklessly that you get hot sauce in your eyes, bro. You out here so reckless with the wings. You just out there just you out there like Mike Epps outside yeah. of the <laughs> hot sauce in your eyes. Come on, man. You got Tabasco sauce in your eyes, bro. Man. That's the thing, like he shouldn't even be there in the first place. He's awful. He has no like he was our uh coach for a minute. I man, I dealt with him. Bro, it's terrible. So it's like, why are you even here? He got the homeboy hookup. Like McCarthy was just like, hey, I'm gonna Dallas, make this quick bread. I'm gonna hire you as my defensive coordinator. You're gonna get fired, but we're gonna get paid. Listen, bro. And that's part of the problem with mm -hmm. every sport I see in coaching, bro. Yeah. It's so much like it's like a it's like a buddy system, and then it's yep. like 
a coaching carousel with, and then a buddy system. So you're just going to keep hiring the same people over and over and over. No matter what the situation is, no matter who's on the, who's the personnel, you don't know if this guy – you ain't even thinking about if this guy fits the young dudes we have, this old school dude fits the young dudes we have. If right. this old school defensive coordinator, if his philosophy fits the personnel we have, no, nah, we don't – that don't matter. Let's just hire the guy with the name or hire the guy that did this back then or or hire this guy because I know him. It's the same thing in the NBA. Yeah. Same, same. It's good to see that uh, the the Rockets hired a young guy, young new guy, Silas. Yep. I like to see that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I like that. I wish my man Vanderpool would have got the job, but you know, I like I like to hire him because it's a new face, fresh face. He's been around a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a new fresh face. You know what I'm saying? They get to have an opportunity, but it's the same thing. You see, Stan Van Gundy gets the job. Like Stan Van Gundy. Very knowledgeable dude. He knows a lot. Yeah. And I actually think he deserves a job. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying he's the same coaches, same people yeah. at the time. And every it, when they say it's a family, like NBA is a family, it really is. Because if you go to like an event or something, you see the same people all the time. You be like, damn, you look at this shirt. Oh, you there now? <laughs> yeah, oh, you you an executive with them now. Oh, okay. You okay. Oh, yeah, oh, you with the magic now. Okay. Yeah. Like every time, every year, every every time I go to these, I do coaching seminars, I do all that stuff. And I see all these dudes, they got their shirts on. I see them like, oh, you, oh, I didn't know you was there. You know, you just got to keep network. For me, a guy mm -hmm. who's trying to coach, I just got to continue to network. Because yeah. I'm not in the loop. But right. you, that's how you get in the loop. You got to talk to people. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, it's hard to get in that in that circle because they just hire the same dudes. Cause, cause you gonna you gonna go to the people you know, not that yeah. person you don't know. Right. That's right. like what you doing with the Brooklyn Nets. You don't know, but you gonna. <laughs> <laughs> they start me up. Talking what I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what the, as a part as the people. That's what we naturally do. Yeah. We gonna go with what we know. We ain't gonna go with, and I don't blame them because that's what you're supposed to do. But it's harder, you know. At some point, you gotta be like, all right, look. We try this young dude and see see how this go. You know what I'm saying? And you see how the Cowboys is right now. We the worst team of football. We might be the worst football team of Jets. all time. No, we won two. We won with Dak, and we got a couple wins. You know what I'm saying? That way. Right now, we might be the worst of all times. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Detroit Lions had a couple teams. Oh, uh, we just scored three. Did we score? We scored three points. Two games in a row. We had six yeah. points last game. I don't know. Three yeah. points, two games Three. in a row. Yeah. Come on, bro. I guess teams that's not – there ain't no world beaters out there. Nah, uh-uh. <laughs> right. Come on, bro. So y'all going to tank or what? Huh? Y'all going to tank? We ain't got no – it's not even that we got a choice to tank. It's not like we yeah. try to tank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We in the worst division in football. We not winning another game. Y'all might get y'all might get washed. We're not winning another game. No way. <laughs> Who we gonna be? Danny Dimes turn the ball over, man. Y'all get one from New York for sure. They they supposed to beat us. We barely escaped that one. Yeah. I say he gonna turn the ball over, so y'all might get the y'all might I get a dub. The Bengals and the Bengals is way better than us. Yeah, that's bad. So I think like with uh, but my thing is y'all tank. Who y'all gonna draft? Probably O lineman. Probably defense O lineman. I know Oregon got a top. I mean, we gonna be top three picks. Either way, we we ain't gonna go get Lawrence. We ain't gonna get we ain't gonna get Lawrence. Nah. So if we ain't the number one pick, then who else out there? We ain't getting no receiver. No, O line probably be O line or trade it. But we need defense. We need to Michael, get the whole Georgia defense. We need to try to get the yeah, whole Georgia defense. Defense code. Michael Parsons is going to – he opted out, but he's going to be probably the first defensive player off the board, but he haven't played in a year. So, is he – I don't know. I wouldn't touch him because of Isaiah Simmons is struggling. So, I don't know. Like, scheme-wise, I don't know where he's going to fit. Give me a, give me an elite corner safety. Give me a – give me a – yeah, give me an elite corner safety or offensive line. Elite – Elite offense. Give me an Orlando Pace type of offensive lineman, man. <laughs> Give me an elite offensive lineman or a defensive back. I'll be good. 
You know what I'm saying? I like Diggs. Because I yeah. like Diggs. Yeah, he tough. He has potential, you know what I'm saying? He do crazy stuff now and then, but he has a lot of potential and he mm -hmm. got heart. He's he from Germantown. He's from, he from around the way. He's from Gettysburg. Right. I rock with him. So I, I got to give, I rock with Diggs. So give him somebody on the other side or give me a safety, elite safety, and we good. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, corners, corners go pretty high in the draft. You know, you know where DBU is. So if y'all need a corner, just come to Columbus, man. Just relax, okay. <laughs> but nah. They can get my, they can get my nephew Kyle Hamilton from uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. In the second round, or the, you can go out after the sophomore year, can't you? Yeah, be is he three years removed? I think he got to be three, three removed from man, high school. Man, he, he a true sophomore. He a true sophomore. He tough though. I, I peeped him. He yeah. He gonna six be like four that. Out there, six four safety. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Athletic. You know what I'm saying? We we out. We, we doing it. He got a chance. He got a real big chance. I'm talking about like to go. He go. He going through the show. I'm saying yeah. he got a chance to be on some, you know, elite stuff. Yeah, I peeped him. He he tough. I I watched the Pittsburgh game. He was he's making plays. So what he do be making plays out there. Hey, shout out, shout out to him. Um, yeah. but I don't know, man. Cowboy Nation. I'm sorry. Prayers, thoughts. Let's not ever bring this stuff. Like, we're not going to be like the first take and bring the Cowboys up here. We don't need to talk about that ever again. <laughs> uh, well, a team that's always getting talked about in a bad way, the Cleveland Browns, my dog Odell, condolences to him. Towards ACL on a defensive play. Why was it a defensive play, though? What happened? The Baker Mayfield, the savior, threw an interception. He's terrible, but whatever. People been caping for him because he, you know, the Browns is winning. But are they though? Are they're... they though? Are they winning though? Like they're winning, but are they though? Because no, they beating bums. Yeah, beat us. Yep, Cincinnati beat, twice. They beat. They beat Cincy. Yeah, who else they beat? They ain't beat nobody. They ain't beat nobody else in the division. They barely beat Cincy, but they're not beating the Steelers. I think they beat Cincy twice. And they're not beating Baltimore. So they're not even going to. They're not going to the playoffs. Right. Right. Oh, so, I don't think so. Are they winning though? Yeah, I feel. I feel. Y'all see what you mean. I think Baker, man, that was like it's crazy. Like they they, they call Odell like, oh Odell's not this elite receiver and Baker plays better without him. The numbers are better without Odell because he ain't throwing downfield. He throwing, he dinking and dunking. He drew breezing. He throwing eight yard passes. So See, of course he he he's when Odell's in, he's trying to do things that he's not elite in. Because right. Odell is a guy who's gonna take the ball downfield, who's gonna do other routes that he he's comfortable, he's comfortable when he's throwing those play action across the middles and screen right. passes and stuff. And that's not Odell. So right. yeah, he's trying to force the ball to Odell also. So he's not as accurate. He's not as good when Odell's on the on the field. Cause you you gotta do like Odell, you gotta use Odell or ain't no point of having him. Right. And I'm sure that's what they tell that's what they tell him. I'm sure that's what Odell tell him. Give me the damn ball. Give me the ball. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they're cool with each other. So he's like, I'm gonna try to get you the ball. So he's forcing the issue sometimes with Odell. I seen it. The first year was crazy. He was definitely forcing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like crazy. three people on him. He's still going to throw that move. He is crazy, and I mean, he probably feel a little bit more free to, you know, they probably have a a different playbook now. With right. More running the ball, more five yard tight ends hitting different people like that. So he, he might play better. Yeah, but numbers that's a, that's a reflection on you, not not Odell. That's what I'm I'm saying, and the media is just going to run with it. They're going to run with it. And be like, oh, Baker's is better quarterback. He's more efficient. Those are, the that, they're those are the people that's feeding into the uh, the insurance uh, commercials, and you know they want this man to succeed so bad, bro. You know what I'm saying? They want him to succeed so bad that they're gonna do whatever, throw whoever under the bus to blame everybody else but him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it don't even matter. Like, are you gonna win or not? Can we win with you? Right. No, ba Baker Midfield. Oh, I call him Baker Midfield because he's mid. He has to get out of the pocket every time, or he he is not effective because he's too small. He and he, right. he's too small. If he's right. not out of the pocket, he struggles. Yeah. So, I mean, can you win with that? Hell no, I don't think so. <laughs>
So enough of football. It's a big weekend of sports. Yes, sir. Particularly boxing. Yes, sir. College football, but boxing. Going to a big fight. My dog going to a fight this weekend. So. Oh man, I ain't been to a fight. I ain't been to a fight since uh, I think Cotto versus uh Austin Trout in New York when I was playing New York. Got ringside for that joint in Madison Square. That's that was a big fight. So I ain't been to a fight in a minute, but I get to go see Tank Davis. And uh, man, that's gonna be Little Santa Cruz. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a barn burner, man. And it's crazy because I saw Tank Davis when he was a kid. Dog. I saw Tank Davis when he was a kid. Like I used to go to little boxing matches and saw him when he was a kid. Yeah. And uh, this is my first time, you know, getting to see him live. And I'm excited to see it because it's gonna be a great fight. Sure. So, what's next? We, I think we said on the last podcast, we talking about the next steps. I, I was reading up on it. You don't agree with me? They gonna fight? Um, um, drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Oh man. Yeah, Fimo Lopez. Fimo Lopez. So, see, see, Tank is one thirty, right? Mm-hmm. He's too big for one thirty, right? Yeah. He's too big for one thirty. Now, at one thirty-five is where all the dogs are at. Right. You got. It. Uh, Lomachenko, who's not, who's going to even stay at 135, will go down. You got uh, Devin Haney. You got Lopez. Well, I'm, I'm going to take Lopez out for it right now. You got uh, 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 Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. who's about to have a big fight. Um, so you got all these guys at 135. Lopez undisputed. Uh, Lopez is undisputed at 135. He basically has all the belts. He he, and he's too big for 135. Right. So, either I think he's gonna fight uh, Devin Haney because he Devin Haney has the WBC belt, but Lopez has the franchise championship because he beat Lomachenko. So right. he really is the champ, but Devin Haney has the belt. It's, it's weird. So, right, right, right. So, I think he's even gonna fight Devin Haney after he gets finished fighting uh, uh, his fight, or he's gonna move up to one forty and try to conquer mm-hmm. forty. But I don't see Tank Davis yeah. coming up to one thirty five and fighting him. First, first of all, I think this is Tank Davis's last fight at one thirty. Has to be. He's right, too big. Right. He's struggling yeah. to make the weight. Yeah. So he'll probably go to one thirty five and then he'll. Fight a guy like Ryan Garcia. I can right. see him fight Ryan Garcia next. Right, right. You know, with him, like his frame, his frame don't even look like that's a healthy weight to even fight it. Who? Hank. Well, he's short. Yeah, he's short. I'm well, just saying, he just, he's like a pit bull. Yeah, like he's a, a stocky dude. He's a stocky dude. He's a big dude. But yeah. he, this is the thing: 135 is his weight. He's not going past. He's not going. He can go to 140 eventually, but he's not like he's. So big, he can go to 140. I think that's too big for him. Mm-hmm. I think 135 is, is a good way for him. But we'll see. But this fight, this fight Saturday, it ain't it's gonna be a rough one. Yeah, Leo Santa Cruz is a beast. People are sleeping on it. People are disres- disrespecting Leo Santa Cruz like right. he's not a pound for pound guy. He's one of the best guys out there. Mm-hmm. Crazy work rate, throws a hundred some punches every round. Right, he's a very busy guy, smart. Super busy. He's he's beating everybody he's ever been in the ring with. He's he's uh thirty something and one and one. So the one guy he lost to, he ended up beating. The one guy he drew with, he ended up beating. Mm-hmm. So he's he's elite fighter. I just think I got Tank because he is um his style matches up with Leo Santa Cruz perfectly. Right. Countering, he gonna Yeah, I was about to say counter punch city. <laughs> and it's crazy. So yeah. I mean, even though I've never seen Leo Santa Cruz get dropped, even get knocked down. Mm-hmm. Let alone knocked out. So it's he got a beard on him. So it's gonna be is Tank gonna get is Tank gonna get tired. That's that's a factor. Is because Leo Santa Cruz gonna be there the whole time throwing punches, throwing punches, throwing punches. The whole he ain't going away. Right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be lit. So it's gonna be must see must see TV on Saturday. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday is crazy. First, you said what now? Is his first pay per view? Tank's first pay per view. So you know what that means? Check's going to clear. So <laughs> it's going to be a big night in boxing. Big night in battle rap, too. Woo! <laughs> this is my lane. So, so, hey, we can talk about basketball all day. I feel more comfortable talking about battle rap and boxing. That's what, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Woo! 
We got the return of Murder Mook versus that boy Tay Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gradually going into it. So oh, you can't gradually see, see, If you told me that, I'm going to go. We going. I'm gonna sit you down. We gonna watch. We gonna watch classics. You know what I'm saying? You right. gotta, you gotta understand. Like, see, this this battle is is more. It got more to it. It's a story behind it. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's not just Tay Rock versus Murder Boo. It's right. Bob. It's former game from former former, former uh, uh, battle rap group members. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's more to it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. Right, you, gotta, you gotta school me a little more. <laughs> so, so we, got, we got Murder Mook, you know, the legend. Everybody know Murder Mook that know right. even if you don't know about uh, battle rap, you know what I'm saying? He coming back to uh, to URL to, to battle Tay Rock, who's a guy. He's he been around a long time too, but he's been holding it down for battle rap. He battle rap, he's been cooking for a long time. He never he's consistent. He never, I mean, all his battles, he do the same thing. He cook every time. Cook, Mr. Consistency, every time. And you got the, it was really like old school versus new school right. type of thing. You know what I'm saying? And the question is, can Mook, can he adjust to the new people? Can he adjust yeah. to the new style of battle rap? You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, it's going to be crazy one. It's going to be crazy one. See, so from when I was watching, I was just trying to, you know, catch up a little bit. <laughs> but I like Tay. He, he has some bars, so. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, he from yeah, Baltimore. Right. He, from, he from my way a little bit, so I, I rock with Tay Rock for sure. I, I rock with Tay Rock, but I'm a murder mook guy myself. Yeah, you feel me? I'm a mur- I like I like his. I've always liked his uh, how he break people down and how, the way he goes about it. You know what I'm saying? The, the new age of battle rap is you get all this time to prepare for somebody. And then you go into there and you just, you know, you spit. Mostly you just spit gun bars and all this that stuff. Mook is going like really try to break you down. Right, yeah. Get this man time, he's gonna break you down. But I think for this battle, he can't be telling these stories and all this type of stuff. He gotta yeah. really be spitting. Right. Tay Rock yeah. gonna be on his ass. Right, right. Tay Rock <laughs> gonna be on him, barking on him hard. So he gotta go, he gotta move, gotta get in his bag with the bars early. He can't be wasting no time. It's gonna be it's gonna be one to see. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be tuned it's in. Free. You gotta download yeah. the caffeine app. It's right. free on the caffeine. So I'm gonna be tuning in. I'll be on my way to San Antonio mm-hmm. on the app for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be tuned in. I'm gonna listen. So shout out to them. Um That's we gonna we uh getting close to the end or you know. The segment we talked about, the what is he on? What is he on? Jeff Garcia. Oh, this dude. A lame, sorry. He was 49er quarterback, but man, he was my guy when I was growing up. But it was like, he went on on Cam Newton. I thought it was unwarranted. It was personal. Maybe he got PTSD from dealing with T.O. That he feel a certain way about outgoing black males. But he let Cam have it over... His play was bad. Yeah, he played terrible. But he, he took it a little personal, talking about his outfits. And he shouldn't be wearing this, going to a game. He should be dressing like this. He's screaming for attention. Like, bro, relax. Chill out. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I never – before we even start, I never liked Jeff Garcia just because, you know, all break Terrell is my favorite football player. So, mm-hmm. I never rock with Jeff Garcia because, you know, he was beefing with my man. I don't rock with him. Right. But then on top of that, like – his criticism, and I don't mind, you know, I, I don't mind people criticizing. I'm going to criticize people. This is what, you know, you're in media, that's what your job. You criticize yeah, right. But for me, I'd rather hear a guy in the media who never played, who never even played with those type of criticisms. Right. Like a Skip Bayless or something. Than a guy who played same way, same position yeah. and did and didn't get it done. Like exactly, he did more than you. Yeah, he was a journeyman. I'd rather hear he. I'd rather hear a guy who never did it than a guy who could have did it and didn't get it done. Talk about dudes in a negative light that way. When you know how hard it is to be an NFL quarterback, right? When you know this man out there with no weapons at no. all. Like, you know that, but you out here talking about everything else but football, like dressing and all. 
that doesn't have anything to do. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel right if, like, I'm no dude. Like, they come into the game, they fresh, they want that pressure of everybody's eyes is on me. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at me. I got the attention because now I got the attention. I'm about to show you what I do. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to thrive off of this. Yeah. I want the attention. I want it to be packed in here. I want. I want that. You know what I'm saying? Give me that because I'm about to go. I'm about to go crazy. I want everybody to see what I'm gonna do. Yeah. That's what elite people are on. Right. Yeah. But he's not. He does, that's not his lane because he's a. If, if you're the confident in your abilities, if if a boxer. Wasn't if Roy Jones wasn't confident in his abilities, he never would have came to the ring rapping. Never. Then you just look stupid. Mm-hmm. Look like an A. You look like AB a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, look, think about how crazy people went on AB after he yeah. lost, mm-hmm. just because he was so confident, and he has the right to be confident. He worked hard. He been doing it his whole life. Right. Yeah. But that's what it's about. Like, like you ain't you. You want to work hard and do all this stuff to be in a shell and be like, I'm going to come in the game with just a regular uh, little regular suit and tie on from right. uh, Ben's warehouse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fresh. I got it. I first yeah. of all, I got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking fresh. I'm making a statement. This is me. And, he try, and he's an individual. He's himself. He's been himself. Like, what you want? You know what yeah, I'm saying? What like, is he on, bro? Shout out to Cam. It's gonna it's gonna be better days. It was a setup job. Like he he might be in the winger, but they don't have no weapons, no defense. They gotta get, they no gotta get back to like letting him himself. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like if I'm gonna go down, let me go down doing what I do. Right. Don't let me go down trying to play a game that you want somebody else to play, and you throw mm-hmm. me in the mix. Put me back to week one. You know what I'm saying? Let me run the ball. Let me let me do stuff. I don't give a damn if they put 25 men in the box. Let me do my thing. Who is working off the play action from that or something? But let me let me let me get busy. There's no point. Yeah, he'd be he'd be straight. So yeah, we just want to call out Jeff Garcia for his BS. So stay in your lane, Brody. That ain't that's always somebody. But you know, we we appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said at the beginning, um, subscribe, like, share, tell a friend so they can tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. Yes, sir, man. See y'all next time. We out. All right, we out.